You're listening to Out of the Box, a place for marketers to get inspired, get going, and break out of the box. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Jess Overton. You're listening to Out of the Box, the marketing podcast exploring out-of-the-box approaches to marketing and growth. Today, I'm joined by Noam Arbach, Head of Product and Growth at Enhancive. Noam, it's great to have you on today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, looking forward to uh, talking a little bit, exploring. Great. I'm sure our listeners have, uh, have a lot to learn from you. Uh, but first, I guess it would be great if you could introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into growth marketing in the product world and, and, and how you got to your position in Enhancive. Yeah, well, uh, okay, what can I say? I'm based in Berlin, been in Berlin for, for seven years or so, been into product management for about eight years. Um, I started at a small Israeli startup um, <laughs> that was expanding to, to Western Europe. Uh, from there, I made my way uh, uh, for a few years in, uh, in SoundCloud here in Berlin. Uh, and that's where, really where I got the, you know, I really got into the product management, but also growth. Um, and I wouldn't say that I'm a 100% product manager, and I wouldn't say that I'm a 100% growth person um, or a marketing person for that matter. I, I've always enjoyed the intersection, the, the crossing between product management and between building, you know, those deep features that bring deep user value and the quick and fast environment of growth, uh, building funnels, uh, driving conversions, bringing more users and making them stay for longer, making them or driving them to activate their network and bring more people. Um, um, so, and I don't see a clear, you know, in my mind at least, it's not two separated um, fields, growth and product management. I love it when they come together and work together. After SoundCloud, I, I, I was uh, heading the product team at a small uh, Berlin startup called Yay, which was a shopping app for teenagers. Then I joined um, a very, very fast growing uh, Sequoia company. The Sequoia invested in that company, Tourlane here in Berlin as well, in the traveling uh, area. Um, and up until Corona, I was there. And then uh, more than a year ago, joined Enhancive, which is uh, a platform for enhancing your career and uh, helping you get the, the dream job you want. We do a lot of work on all fronts, both digital products and services, helping pe people get hired where they need Um and yeah, all these companies were B2C, but with some B2B projects as well. well that's quite a, a storied career. I'm, I'm interested to know a little bit more about what your day-to-day -day looks like, because you know we'll talk a little bit more about product and growth during our conversation and, and a lot more about Enhancive in a, in a couple of seconds. But you know, as far as I know, you, you have the same amount of time in the day that I do. And con combining growth and product and everything you just said just seems like a, a, a huge, huge task. Well, I'm, I was always very, very lucky to uh, be working with very talented, smart, uh, capable people around me. Um, um, so uh, that's, uh, you know, when you have good people around you, uh, your work is not, maybe it's still hard, but at least you enjoy it and, and you want to do it and continue going with it. And I've been very lucky throughout my entire career to have that. Um, as for my day, what can I say? Um, I, I, I usually start the day with checking in with my, with my product teams and product managers, um, um, uh, looking at the KPIs every day, every single day, North Star KPI and main, you know, and the main KPIs every day, learn them, feel them, what brings them up, what brings them down. 
Uh, sometimes I drive my product managers crazy. I open in the morning and I'm like, guys, it looks like the KPIs are already going down and are not good today. What's going on? Where do we have a bug on the checkout or on the <laughs> activation? What's going on? Um, um, <clears throat> and then usually either some strategic topics that I try to put some time, always time into looking at new things. What can we do? Where? How can we bring the next, you know, 20, 30, 40% growth from? Um, is it going to be by optimizing what we currently have, or is it going to be by trying some some new crazy uh, direction or or revenue stream? That's I always try to uh, put time to that, and usually also syncs and working together with um, um, the other uh, leadership team, the the other seed level at Enhancive, um, seeing what they have to say, what's going on in their departments, whether it's the marketing or um, <clears throat> the engineering. Um, and, and making sure that we're all aligned there. That's extremely important. Um, and lastly, I always like to keep uh, some time uh, for, for specific projects that I, I, I drive myself. I, uh, I try to have projects and products uh, and initiatives that I am, let's say, the product managers for. The fact that I'm the head of it doesn't mean that I cannot and should not keep my you know hands deep, deep in the water uh, and steer things up. That's what I try to uh, also do. For sure. So let's 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 double click a little bit into uh, uh, into actual marketing and, and and a little bit of growth as well. I know you've written on LinkedIn that that Enhancive has hundreds of thousands of monthly users, and mm-hmm. that a very very high percent of them, ninety nine percent even of of them are organic. How did you <laughs> how did you achieve that? Ah, that's that's an easy answer. I did not achieve it. It's the team before me that achieved it. <laughs> um, um, it's. I'll try to generalize it, and then I'll give the exact specific example of what we did at Enhancive. Um, I think I think what you want to do when building SEO pages, every every fool can build a, an SEO page. Yeah, it's not the most complex things. You need to write content, and you can find a freelancer to write content for you. The question is whether you are building uh, uh, pages at a positive ROI. Yeah, if you invest two hundred dollars at a content writer to build your SEO page. Will you bring enough users that will later on subscribe or purchase whatever your business model is um, to cover those two hundred dollars? And if so, within what time frame? Yeah. So that's the that's the hard that's the hard part of uh, SEO. And I'm not an SEO expert uh, uh, in any way or form. But again, I'm lucky enough to work with people who are extremely good at that. Uh, what we did at Enhancive specifically is that we have uh, Enhancive started seven eight years ago as a resume builder. Uh, when resume builders were a big thing. Um, um, since then, Enhancive has grown to be an entire platform with many, many digital features that help you, again, move throughout the hiring process in various companies, uh, not just a resume, cover letters and organizing your applications and uh, improving your interview skills and getting human support if you need, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what we did is basically we, we've uh, used our database of, of how users have engaged with us in the past meaning creating resumes to generate and automate a, a creation of uh, um, 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 uh, pages, basically resume examples. So we've identified three keywords, uh, research the, you know, the most searched terms, let's say product manager, resume, engineering manager, resume, et cetera, et cetera. We found those resumes uh, in our database that are very, very good. We obviously got approval from users. We uh, also compensated them with the coupons and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. rewards. And then 
automatically generated together with adding a little bit of more information from automated resources um, uh, generated hundreds and hundreds uh, of uh, SEO pages and we're now at the point where if I'm not wrong of around 1500 uh, SEO pages driving hundreds and thousands of people every day into the platform Wow so I, I mean it's it certainly seems like you guys are all in on SEO and SEO I mean, you could call it paid acquisition, I guess, because at the end of the day, there is a price that you pay, right? A hundred percent. But do, do you do any of the sort of quote unquote traditional paid acquisition? Yes, yes. We, we, uh, and we've experimented with it to, to a very large degree. Um, <clears throat> in the past, we've done uh, direct, you know, direct paid marketing on uh, people who are searching for a resume builder or, you know, exactly what, uh, what we have. This is a very, very fine little margin uh, area. And while we did manage to, to bring some profitable keywords, none of them were, none of it was scalable uh, uh, in terms of paid marketing. However, for the past year, we've been building also, let's say, a career counseling service, which is priced at higher and is uh, a bit more human and is escorted by also digital features um, and because the, the, the price there is higher, we are able to uh, drive um, 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 value, you know, viable users um, with uh, paid marketing. So Got it. that's definitely the case. At Tourlane, we've had, I mean, 99% of the users uh, were paid marketing and that was, you know, enormous uh, budgets as well. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm interested then. So I, you know, from what it sounds like you guys are doing for the most part, at least at this stage, uh, you're not doing paid acquisition at Enhansive. And I know that in the past, you've talked about closed funnels versus open funnels in the context of uh, user experience and product. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how that relates to your strategy specifically around S SEO and, and acquiring users. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So first of all, we do use paid marketing. There is a certain percentage of users coming in uh, um, through paid marketing that, worth, that are worth a lot of money. Their, their basket size is big. In terms of absolute numbers, they're not big. Uh, but in terms of revenue driving, they are significant. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So we do yeah. use paid marketing and we're scaling and we continuously look for uh, more ways to use paid marketing uh, to our advantage. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not something that and I don't think any modern company can, can rule out paid marketing. It's just too much of a, an enormous channel. Um, in terms of how to talk about uh, about uh, open and closed funnels uh, for SEO, um, that's 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 a really uh, uh, a great point. That at, uh, at Enhancive, for instance, our experience is that closed funnels had a great great impact. So let's imagine that I'm a user and I'm uh, thinking, um, you know, I'm thinking of switching jobs. So I search for something on Google, and I find a, a resume example that is of my occupation, a product manager resume. Yeah. And I see a beautiful page with the resume itself and the template. And I see also content that explaining me how I should write my resume. Um, if I would be building an open funnel here, I would tell the user, well, you can do whatever you want. You can go to the builder and build your resume, or you can go maybe build a cover letter, which we also have, or you can start with this template. What we did at Enhancive is basically we had one CTA that keeps uh, keeps coming back again and again and again throughout the SEO page, which basically is use this specific template to build your resume. And with that, we skip an enormous part of the onboarding. Yeah, They choose the template, and not already that we drop them with a specific design and a specific template, we already put content into the resume. Right Now, this is content that is not relevant to them, but at least they know 
what is the best practice and how other product managers have talked about themselves in the resume. So they have a much better starting point to be onboarded. And of course, that when we test this, the, 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 the activation and completion and success of these users was enormous. Can you give me an, uh, an idea of, of what the impact was in terms of percentages? I mean, not only that we managed to, to uh, uh, you know, uh, bring, uh, bring hundreds of thousands of users, but we managed to uh, bring, you know, revenue to levels that uh, you know, these users then later subscribe and purchase and, and, and start paying to us. We're talking about easily 40% increase in uh, revenue. Wow. Very significant. Yeah, significant. And we're not talking about small numbers of people. Again, yeah, we're talking about significant chunks of, of revenue. Interesting. So I've been, I, I'm, I'm also curious to understand a little bit more about how, because if I'm, I'm going to take a step back here. If I understand correctly, mm -hmm. you guys are a desktop only platform. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, our mobile experience, I wouldn't recommend it to, to, to anyone. And we don't have a mobile app at the moment, uh, though, you know, we always uh, play around with the thought of building one, but at the moment, we sure. don't have it. Sure. So I'm interested to know a little bit about how then you combine both mobile and desktop experiences uh, in your marketing, because I assume that many people are, in fact, searching the, the types of for the types of keywords that you're talking about on their mobile phones. And then I guess you transition them into the desktop experience. How does that work? Yes, yes. So um, um, what we try to do is exactly that. We we have no indication that tells us so far from all the user research we've done and all the all the data we looked at, it seems like the vast, vast, vast majority of users want to build a resume and build a career, whether it's a cover letter or a resume or uh, uh, getting support on your career. Want to do it on their desktop, yeah, on their laptop or device. There's no, there's no other way. Um, so mobile for us, building a really native experience for mobile is not, is is not a priority. So what we try to do is we try to explain as quickly as possible on the, on the, um, on the mobile um, uh, device, um, what is our value proposition, what we do. You are able to even go into the, into the 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 application. Yeah, we have a mobile web experience, which is good. Um, but we try to drive you as quickly as possible to desktop, yeah, through emails and through uh, reminders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, again, if we would see a significant uh, user segment that that wants to do the entire experience end to end, not just the acquisition part, not just the first experience and the entire experience uh, on mobile, we would definitely uh, build a mobile app um, and and give a much more native and smooth experience. But at the moment, it's just not uh, not the case. Uh, it's been a couple of years since I've been in the market for a uh, for a new challenge, but I, I can certainly <laughs> identify with the with the desire to do it on uh, on a laptop or a desktop computer rather than uh, rather than on a phone. It just seems a little bit more natural. Yes, yes, absolutely. And another thing uh, that we found uh, lately is that a lot of people want to resume not necessarily when they uh, are looking for a new you know for a new company or a new role. Uh, many times it, it's, you know, for internal process within a company. Many times it's for consultancy work that people do on the side, um, especially with the more senior users, et cetera, et cetera. There's various, uh, various drivers to uh, having a resume. It's no longer just for the recruiting process. Do you think that that's a trend that's been um, accelerated by, by COVID or is that something that's mm -hmm. always sort of been the case? Um, let, let's be honest here. Yes. Resumes, everybody hates resumes. Yeah. 
Um, we all understand that we are much more than what our resume says. Um, and we accept it we, we, at Enhancive. Not only that we offer a variety of services and features and digital products that are not related just necessarily to resume. We, what we try to, to say and, and do is like, come, build with us your resume. We will make sure that it's on the highest possible level that brings you to the interview because the interview is where, where it happens. Um, and, but unfortunately, even though it's been predicted for the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years that resumes will slowly disappear, they're not going anywhere. To me, it seems like they're, 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 their uh, importance has only increased, especially with automated systems that scan resumes and ATSs, it's called application tracking systems, um, that are crucial for hiring process, process in big companies. So it seems like resumes are going, not going anywhere. If anything, they're just um, more and more um, um, used widely, as I said, in other contexts. So maybe instead of abolishing resumes, we need to make them a little bit more human, a little bit more fun, a little bit more holistic. Maybe not just talk about KPIs and responsibilities, but also about who you are and what kind of person you are, how what kind of value you bring to a company in terms of culture and personal well, relations. I think that's, so, yeah. that's probably a pretty perfect segue to, to go back to what we started with. And that was mm -hmm. really the intersection of product and growth. Mm -hmm. and, and you've been there for some time now. And, and I'd like to, to take a little bit of time to really unpack what that means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well, can you tell us a little bit about how these two parts of a business relate to each other and and why why one person should be at that intersection in, in an organization or in your organization? Okay, let's let's uh, I'll start with an example and then because uh, I want to give some tangible real examples and then we can talk more maybe more high level and please direct me. Let's let's make sure that uh, we go in the in a good direction here. Sounds good. I just came out of a, of a call with our marketing people and uh, uh, analyzing some uh, paid marketing funnels yeah, that we've been building and, and testing. And unfortunately, we found out that the beautiful, beautiful design that our very talented design create, uh, designer created, um, where the pictures you know, um, are all blur into each other and everything is in place and the colors are coherent, is performing less good than just putting the, you know, the photos as they are in front of the user. Um, um, without without making the trimming them and making them look uh, all professional and beautiful. Now this is a, a hard reality for a designer to accept or for a very you know very quality oriented product manager to accept. And this for me symbolizes this is an exa perfect example of the interaction between growth and product. Product managers and designers many times will try to think about the, how to build the most uh, valuable features, how to build the most uh, um, also beautiful, smooth, um, user centric features and experiences to help users achieve their goals. Yeah, a growth person will come to you and say, "It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what brings us the highest conversion." The reality is somewhere in, in the middle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how and the question is how can you build experiences that are highly converting, and even though you use the ugly photos that are converting better, how do you can you still build f features and experiences that are not just converting the user right here right now, but will give them a good experience and will make them use it again and again and again, and the two are uh, interconnected. And and you need to find define solutions. In our case, what we did is we separated the paid marketing traffic into a separate page. So the beautiful design goes to the organic users, um, and the let's say more converting design, which was not our first choice, goes only for paid marketing because that's marketing. You you know this is traffic you cannot go wrong with. You have to get every cent you can out of. Mm -hmm. Every conversion counts. So so this I is an example. Yeah, that's a. Uh, 
Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. No, no, let's 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 move from here. No, so I was gonna I was gonna ask. It is it, it it does seem to make sense on paper what you're saying. Uh, so I, I then I then you know I I often assume that the proof is in the pudding. Do you see other companies doing that, unifying these product and growth uh, uh, functions into a single role or into a single you know sort of full stack team? Um, I remember at SoundCloud, for instance, um, uh, uh, we've had that. Um, uh, we were bringing, you know, end-to-end teams with growth people, product managers, data people, engineers, of course, and designers. And and you saw that every individual brought their own personal take, their professional take on how things should move forward. Um, and, and and teams that can, can work like this together, um, uh, that's where the magic happens, I would say. Um, Spotify, what I hear, I've never worked at, but from what I hear, is doing it very well, bringing growth and product uh, together. Um, um, Facebook in the early days was known for it, you know, with their activation of networks and uh, 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 but still building the their product to be as user-centric as possible. <coughs> it's it, it's possible on an organizational level. The question is whether it, 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 it's, it's necessary for you as a company. Some companies... Um, just need to focus on the product and building the best possible product. And some companies already have it and maybe they should put more focus on how to grow it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. So I, 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 I come from organizations in which, in which there isn't that unification. Uh, so I'm, I'm wondering for those of our listeners of, who are potentially, you know, thinking about a leap into that world or, or want to transfer their organizational systems into something that looks like that. What's your biggest piece of advice for succeeding in that sort of a role? So the biggest challenge of bringing those two together is continuously balancing the strategic with the tactical. Yeah, growth is very tactical. I, 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 have, a, I have traffic, I drive into a page, I try to increase conversions, I bring a certain amount of users and they engage, purchase, subscribe, do whatever activity that brings revenue to my company at the end. And I can, you know, it's very rewarding in the end because if you do a good job, you can immediately come and say, hey, I drove $100,000 to the company. I drove this amount of traffic, which brought a million dollars in the long run, et cetera, et cetera. Um, However, if you don't have a good product after after the initial conversion, um, even if you manage to, let's say, get them to do the immediate uh, subscription or purchase you want them to do, in the long run, they will, you know, they will, they will not come back, and they will not bring their friends, and they will not talk about you. Um, um, and you know, the other side of of it is the is the, the deep, deep quality product manager that is there to think, how can I create the best experience, the best features, solve the problem, the user problem to the highest level, so uh, my users keep coming back and back and back. Um, as I said, I don't. I think that I think that uh, a good product manager to begin with is able to both hit targets yeah, and, and drive the immediate tactical uh, impact mm-hmm. while building strategically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the hardest part. I do, you know, it's, it's where, it's where, again, it's where magic happens is where product uh, managers are show true character is the ability to build things both in the short term to bring KPIs up, but, in, but not to build useless things that will be redundant in three months, but build things that are of strategic importance. Um, keep and that we'll li- growth sustainable. Exactly. And take you one step ahead towards the vision that you have of building a platform that solves a big, big problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And the truth well, is that most, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. It certainly sounds like a, a, a very big challenge and, and something that if you can hit that sweet spot, 
there's a there's a really big payoff at the end of that road. Absolutely, and it requires you know it requires it's a marathon at the end. Um, you have to move. You have to move. You have to make every kilometer every single month. You need to to cross the kilometer. You know you need to cross to get to your target and increase every few weeks uh, a percentile here, a percentile there. It's it, it's all part of it. Um, but you have to be able to to build towards the vision of what your company is doing. It doesn't matter if it's B two B or B two C. Doesn't matter. You know, if it's if uh, if it's tech driven or sales driven, it doesn't matter. It needs to be you need to be solving someone's problem, and that's where you know that's where the product managers listening right now will be like, yes, I can relate to this. I want to I want to solve a big big problem uh, in the long run. But it doesn't mean that you you are ex- excused of de- delivering immediate results as well. It's uh, sure. and the best product managers that I've worked with um, um, were able to combine to combine the two. And from from what I hear also from you know tech giants from the US that I had some exposure to through Sequoia. Um, um, that's, that's also um, um, the attitude uh, there. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Noam, thank you very much for your time. I ask the same question of each of my guests every week. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big lover of marketing and I'm always on the lookout for innovative or out of the box marketing campaigns. So. I'd love it if you te- if you could tell us uh, a recent marketing campaign that you've seen that you found really memorable. Oh yes, um, let me think. But I think I think I, I have one. Um, there's uh, their their name slipped my mind. Um, um, there's a there's a hedge there's there's a there's a platform being built here in Berlin, already with very impressive uh, results and conversions um, that allows uh, end users, normal people. With, with, with some capital, the ability to uh, invest in hedge funds, uh, which was something that traditionally was, uh, you know, reserved to, to, to institutions and, or mm-hmm. people that are extremely wealthy, uh, not the, let's say, upper middle class. Um, and they allow the, those collections of people to, 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 to invest into hedge funds. Um, and I, uh, I was talking to the head of product and um, an amazing, amazing marketing campaign that they've run uh, was around referrals. They asked people what, basically, how how would we get you to talk about us and bring more of your friends that probably have 50k lying around uh, to invest in hedge funds and make it uh, turn it into 60, 70, and 80k. Uh, how can we build a good referral program? And what they started offering is equity to their users of the company based on referrals. Wow. Now that is incredible for me because that is encompasses the entire the, the entire you know all the high level conceptual ideas of marketing into one place. This is why Bitcoin is successful because the success of the company now is tied to their users and their users have a motivation to recommend it to other people um, in a natural part of the user journey uh, uh, way. Um, uh, and they, uh, I don't, I cannot expose any numbers. It's, it's not a company I'm, I'm part of, but um, the, they've seen enormous growth only from that. And it makes sense in ev- on every marketing level. It's exactly the segment. It's exactly the persona. It's a network effect. Um, one person can bring three people. Three people bring nine people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and yes, That's you give away. Long. Yeah, you give away a little bit of your company, but also you make them ambassadors in the most direct way. And these are people who understand equity. You don't need to explain to them what a zero point zero one percent of a company means. They understand it. I love it. <laughs> Noam, thank you very much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me.